Jude, part one. We're going to do a two-week series on false teachers. I've done Jude before, but the last time I did was in 2015. So um, most people were uh, not even there when I did it because it was in high school retreat of 2015. And I wanted to do this because I think it, I think the message here is very timely with things that have been going on in our country and around the world. And Jude, um, specifically where I'm going to go for the next two weeks, is dealing with false teachers. And so false teachers in Christian, uh, Christianity is one who preaches the gospel or claims to preach the gospel that is not truly the gospel. In other words, it's false. It might have some truth within it. It might have some truth sewed around it. But in the center of it, it's false doctrine. There's a lot of false teachers out there who claim to be Christian. They're famous. People know who they are. But their doctrine is false. Just because they're on television and just because they say the name Christian on them or that you can find them in the Christian section of a bookstore does not make them a Christian. Well, how do you tell these things? What what are the things that we look at? And that's what we're going to look at tonight. We have false teachers. I will claim some of those for you. Joel Osteen is a false teacher. He is one that uses the gospel but is not full truth. Joyce Myers, several others in that, uh, Paula White, many others, and that's hard to say because Paula White is from Tupelo, Mississippi, you know, but as a false teacher. Now, there will be a lot of people, even within our church, who will say, well, no, I like them, I like to read them. There's some false doctrines in which they teach, they do not teach a full truth. So we're going to look at that tonight. What defines this? What's going on? So we're going to look at uh, the book of Jude. Jude, like James, is the half-brother of Jesus. Okay, we know that Jude was a half-brother of Jesus, and just like James, so that means the mother was Mary, the father was Joseph. And Jude um, just simply uh, um, calls himself the servant of Jesus and the brother of James. But it is traditionally considered that he and James were both uh, half-brothers of Jesus. Jude was the servant of Jesus Christ, brother of James, to those whom called beloved and God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. May mercy, peace, and love multiply to you, beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend, to contend for the faith that once for all delivered to the saints. For certain people have crept in, what? Unnoticed. If I'm taking notes, I'm unlighting unnoticed. 
who long ago were destined for the condemnation ungodly, uh, condemnation ungodly people who pervert the gospel of God. That's another place I would underline. Pervert the gospel of God into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their prosper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the day of judgment of the great day. Just as Solomon and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged into sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desires. I would go ahead and circle Solomon and Gomorrah, and then I would underline indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire. Served as an example by undergoing punishment of eternal fire. Yet, in a like manner, these people also rely, relying on their dreams, defile the flesh, reject authority, and blaspheme the glorious one. So, underline, rely on their dreams, underline, defile, defile the flesh, reject authority, and blaspheme the glorious one. And when the archangel Michael, contending with the devil was disputing about the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce a blaspheming judgment, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But those people blaspheme all that they do not understand. They, and they are destroyed by all that they, uh, that they, like unreasonable animals, understand instinctively. Woe to them, for they walk in the way of Cain and abandon themselves for the sake of gain as uh, uh, Balma's era and perish to Korah's rebellion. All that is Bible references of the Old Testament. Cain, Balma, Korah. These are hidden reefs at your love feast, and at they feast with you without fear, shepherds feeding themselves, waterless clouds, sweep along by winds, fruitless trees, in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted, wild waves of seas, cast upon the foams of their own shame, wandering stars from whom the gloom, the utter darkness has been reserved forever. It is also about, those, about these that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of the holy ones to execute judgment on those and all those to convict the ungodly of their deeds and ungodliness that they have committed in such ungodly ways and all the harsh things that the ungodly sinners have spoken against. These are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. They are loudmouth boasters, 
showing favoritism to gain advantage. I've been pretty sick since uh, last Thursday, and it's just gotten worse. If y'all don't mind, I'm going to put a recoa in my mouth, and I apologize for that. But I'm feeling it right here, and I don't want to get a coughing spell. What to do with false teachers? And I think the better question is, is how do we handle false teachers as Christians? One of the things that I think I want to teach to you, and I know that Drew and I both want to teach to you, is that we know that there's going to be one day that you go off to college. And some of you will go off to college here, and some of you will go off to college somewhere else. I know uh, this is a talk that I do have with my seniors, what, what do you begin to look for in churches and things like that. I know that Luke and Joy, as they were looking for uh, a very biblical church in Baton Rouge, they thanked me for a message like this because you need to understand, just because someone puts on the name of Christian does not mean that they're going to be biblical. Just because they put the name of Baptist upon them does not mean that they're going to be biblical. Just because they have the title pastor does not mean that they're going to be biblical as they preach. You need to understand, first of all, what do you believe and what does the Bible say? And you need to understand what um, you, you have at, at every time you have the right to study things for yourself. Always be cautious when a man says, you got to take my word for it. No. What does the Bible say? And you do have that right to question. Look, one of the things is, I want to see how us as followers, what do we do with false teachers and what does the Bible say here? The first thing we see is followers of Christ contend for the faith. If you look right here, it says, Beloved, although I was eager to write to you about our common salvation, and what his point here is, we, we have that in common. That's the basis of this relationship, that we are both saved. I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that once uh, that was once for all delivered to the saints, for certain people have crept in unnoticed, who alone were uh, designated for the condemnation ungodly people who perverted the grace of God into such. Uh, in other words, what he's saying here is, followers of Christ, contend for your faith. Jude's strongly urging his readers to contend for the faith against the trouble-making false teachers. He's saying, look. I'm asking you right now, the first thing we got to do is we got to contend for our faith. We got to fight and know what to fight for against false teachers. First of all, you have to understand that they are, are within us, they're within the church. He says, and they came in unnoticed. He said, they came in unnoticed. And the phrasing here in Greek is not like he is blaming someone. It is saying that that's how deceptive they are. Okay? He's not saying the pastor did a bad job that they came and noticed. He's saying they were deceptive. 
Uh, have you ever heard the phrase, uh, a, sh- uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing? Have you ever heard that phrase? That's, you've never heard that phrase before. What that means is, as y'all know, a wolf is a predator of sheep, right? There was always a story that a, uh, that a wolf would, uh, would dress himself as a sheep to look like he's part of the flock, and when the shepherd wasn't looking, they would attack the sheep. It's a story, but the point of it is that they would dress as something and act like something, but they weren't that. And he says that these teachers have come in unnoticed, and at first they were teaching truth, and then they would turn. And this has happened a lot in our society. Um, Famous pastors who have done that over time, uh, Reverend Jim Jones, uh, he he tricked many, many people, especially in the late 60s and and 70s, into this type type of, uh, of, of Christianity that a lot of people wanted to believe in. One of the things is he was one of the first white pastors to accept uh, segregation before segregation was even popular. And it really allowed people, oh, we want to be a part of him, want to be a part. But he deceived them. And if you don't know who he is, he's the one that uh, took people down to South America and he's the one that made them drink the Kool-Aid to commit suicide. He's that guy, a false teacher. And, the, and what, what, what a lot of times that they do is they come in, they come in unnoticed, they're preaching the truth. But you have to understand, guys, 99% truth is still what? False. And there's a lot of these teachers as they come in. So he's saying we have to fight for our faith. And you need to, first of all, understand. So when you're fighting for your faith, here are a few things I tell people to understand. First of all, know, number one, know what you believe. Know what you believe. Number two, know what the Bible says. Know what you believe. Know what the Bible says. Number three, understand the gospel. I know, I know some of you go, uh, that doesn't make sense. Understand what the gospel is. Understand the basis of who the gospel is. If Jesus ever moves out of being fully God and fully man, it's a false gospel. If there's ever a time in the gospel that you need something plus Jesus, it is a false gospel. If Jesus is never, is not is not the only son of God, it's a false gospel. If, 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 if God had a physical relationship with a human, it's a false gospel. You need to understand what the gospel says because this is what the falseness has turned into. And you need to understand, what do I believe? What does the Bible say? And make sure you understand the gospel. There's going to be several false things. And people creep to that because man wants to be in charge. 
And that's one of the things that turns people away from Christianity is because it's one of the few religions, the only religion, that man is not in charge. There's nothing that man can do to save himself. So people want a religion, oh, let me do A, B, C, D, E, F, okay, I'm good. And that's what man wants. The next part of this is followers of Christ recognize false teachers' character. There is a way to understand and recognize their character. How do we recognize a false teacher's character? So that's the answer for number two. Followers of Christ, let's recognize the false teacher's character. So let's go over several things that he talks about in their character. One of the first things we see is right off the bat, they are deceptive. They are deceptive. Deception means what? What does deception mean? Someone, say it loud. What does deception mean? If I deceive Hunter, what does that mean? Tricked him. Very good. Deception means tricking. So they are deceptive. So if someone's deceptive, that means that they are fooling people. It means that they're not real. They're not, they're not being true. And in your terms, they're not 100, okay? All right. They're not real. They're not true. They're not, they're not doing those things. They're deceptive. It's one of the first things we see here in Scripture that they went in unnoticed. They're deceptive. And we have to understand that false teachers did not take God by surprise. He predicted this. He said, hey, they are coming. Beware of this. Okay? Number two, we see that they had a moral character. There's a moral character. Now, within this character, we see several things depicted, and I will point those out here in a minute. But they had moral character. Immoral character. So, when you look through here, we see several uh, different things. One thing is, and their immoral character is that they have sexual immorality. How do you know that? Well, one of the things is mentioned is Solomon and Gomorrah. Remember, I had y'all circle that Solomon and Gomorrah, and in that, and that 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 behavior was because one of the reasons that those cities burned was because of their sexual behavior. So they're going to have sexual immorality. I have a little story of that. So I was in seminary, and we were required to read this book, and I will not tell you the title. Because it's still in, um, it's still in uh, publication. But we read the book, and it was an evangelism class. And the professor came in. Everybody's coming in. They're all excited about the, the book, and you know, and they're all boom, boom, boom. And so they went around the class, and and there were some really good things in the book. But typical Kent, I was the only one that had a negative comment. I said, I'm very concerned 
that he constantly talks about that he goes to hotels by himself and takes a map out and prays over the city. I'm very concerned about this. This is telling us that he does not have accountability. And the professor looks at me and says, no, you're wrong. Da-da-da, da-da-da. How dare you speak about a man of God? I said, I am speaking about a human being. One year later, it founds out that he was hiring prostitutes to come into the hotels that he was supposedly doing those things. And they found out that he didn't believe anything he preached, and he was into Wicca, which is witchcraft. But he looked good. And he even fooled my professor, who I think very highly of, but fooled him. But there was immoral, immorality, sexual immorality. Another thing here is that we see that, um, uh, that there's going to be a rebellious nature. How do we know this? He mentions the angels. The angels um, did not stay within their own positions. So he says there's going to be a rebellious nature. They're not going, in other words, what does rebellious mean? Yeah, acting against, so they're going to be rebellious. I'm going to keep going on here real quick. They're, uh, they're going to be blasphemers. What does blasphemers mean? What? All right, they're out. Hunter was someone who's a blasphemer. What does that mean? Someone who speaks against God. That's what blasphemer means. So they're going to be blasphemers. We see this 8 through 10. They're going to blaspheme the name of God. They might not go out and say the blasphemy of God, but when they take Scripture and do things, they're going to follow their dreams. They're going to be sexual immorality. And follow their dreams means that they're going to, they're, whatever comes to their desires, their hearts, their things, so they're going to go after their desires instead of God's. They're going to reject authority. They're going to be blaspheming. These are characteristics in the nature of these false teachers. They're going to be, they're going to be, uh, one of the things is they're going to be like wild animals. However they feel they're going to do. Because they're going to start thinking that they themselves are God. And these are the things that begin to happen. They do not feel like they need to be held accountable they begin to surround themselves with yes men. These are some of the things that begins to happen, and he's describing it, maybe not in those exact words, but those are the ways that he's saying, be cautious, this is what is happening. Do you all understand surrounding people with yes men? you understand what that means? What does that mean? You don't? That means around people who always agree with you. So if someone always agrees with you, no one's telling you you're wrong, Okay. You don't really want that if you're a Christian, right? Because we need to know, hey, I'm doing something wrong. So if you surround yourself with yes men, they're saying, oh, Ancat, everything you say is right. Everything you do is right. Well, that's not truly holding you accountable, is it? No. And, that, and so those are depicted within. 
And he says, watch out for these characteristics. And we as Christians have to be cautious of this. So there are false teachers out there, and we have to be careful. So those are the characteristics of those. So what, what, what does this have to apply to us as Christians? What does this have to apply to me as a middle schooler or a high schooler? Very quickly, and I need to end. You need to understand what the Word of God says. You need to understand where you, uh, uh, what the Bible says. I mean, what the Word of God says. You need to understand what you believe. You need to understand what you believe about baptism. You need to understand what you believe about the resurrection. What you understand about Jesus. About God. You need to understand those things. You need to understand what it means to be saved. Not just saying words in a prayer, but what does it mean to live and act as you are of Christ? The other thing that you can take from this is being aware that there are people who are going to try to deceive us and here are the things to be looking out for. Next week is going to be our response, and I really like next week because we will respond to what happens. What, how do we need to respond against these teachers? And so I, I look forward to, uh, as we look through that. I know this is a different message, but let me just tell you, they are out there, and we need to be cautious. I'm going to pray and we'll let Sam come up. Uh, Sam, we'll just uh, we'll finish this up. And uh, then you're dismissed, guys. I apologize for the little lateness. Holy Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your scripture. Please, Father, guide us and lead us in all that we do, that we do to lift you up in prayer. And, Father, that we lift you uh, up in in our actions and what we do. And, Father, we ask right now, Lord, that we respond to the message in your name. Amen.